Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very excited to be with you this week to review a BYU victory over a top 10 opponent. Let's go! In Baylor. It is going to be a lot of fun as we review week two of college football. You know we're crazy about it, and we will make sure you have all the information you need. Before we get into the episode, we want to give a quick shout out to our Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod, where you will find a lot of fun and interactive content. Also follow Jared on Twitter at Jared Buckeye Call. Make sure you're visiting our website, RoyalStrongAndTrue.com, downloading the episodes, sharing it with your friends, and leaving some reviews. It really helps us out more than you can know. He shanked it. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo. Introduction. Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! Yes! Right! Let's back this ruler. Yeah! Ah! Let's, go. Let's go wild. Let's man. go, baby. Let's go. Welcome in, listeners, to yet another episode of the best podcast. The greatest. Number one, baby. Um, you know what to do. First things first. We're going to do some, some chores, you might say. Something along it's those a, that's lines. That's a little negative. Yeah. Some um, uh, maintenance. Maintenance. Yes. That's good. We're, we'll be doing it with the lawn mower. Ooh. Yeah. The big guns. Some self-care with the lawnmower. Yep. That's <laughs> one way to um, keep yourself well kept. Or do some housekeeping. Okay. Oh, baby. All right, movie god. <laughs> uh, yeah, first things first, let's talk about the latest AP poll, which was released earlier than usual, I thought. Yeah, uh, it was but Sunday afternoon. It was yeah. on Sunday. I think that's normally how they do it. Is that it's normal? usually the day after the games end. I felt like it was okay. Monday. The basketball ones? Or the basketball maybe it was ones? basketball. Basketball like ones are every Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, maybe Tuesday. it was basketball. Okay, never mind. Okay. But football is the day after the games end. All yes. right. Well, the AP poll came out, and good news for BYU. They have moved up a little bit. They quite have moved up all the way to number 12. Yeah. That's quite the jump. It's a big spots. leap. That's, that's a big jump. We're getting some respect. Is that too high, too low, or just right? Personally, I don't care because we haven't beaten all of the teams on our schedule yet. When we are 12-0, and 0, that's when I start to worry mm, about the ranking. That's or when our even, ranking matters. Maybe even the beginning of November when the CFP rankings come out, then talk to me about rankings. Right now, uh, I think it's more just social perception than anything of real substance. But hey, you got to be happy that BYU is getting perceived socially. True, true. Yes, they sure are. In a non-negative way for once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can you believe that? True. There were 13 AP voters last week who had BYU off their ballot. BYU was on every single ballot this week. There so. we go. As they, they should be. I'll take it, I'll take it. Love to see it. You know who was not ranked is who? the Fighting Irish, <laughs> the Catholics <laughs> from Notre Dame. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Fallen from grace. <laughs> Fallen from grace. 
<laughs> well, we're, we're getting really religious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's safe to say that they are one of the most overrated teams year in and year out every single year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Shout out to Marcus Freeman, first coach in Notre Dame history to start his tenure off 0-3. Nice. Rough. Clap it up. Oh, by the way, they lost to Marshall in case you didn't know. Yeah, Marshall oh, yeah. is a uh, sunbelt, which we'll get to a little bit later. Yes. Anyway, other notables. Arkansas, BYU's future opponent, uh, in my opinion, the scariest left on the schedule, yeah, is now up to number 10. Oregon, Sheesh. our opponent this week, is at 25. Good yeah. news. That's great for us. Notch another, another uh, ranked game. Quote-unquote ranked win. Uh, other notables, Texas A&M dropped to 24th. Uh, what were they before? Like six. 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 They were six. <laughs> yeah. Another one of those overrated teams, and Texas lost and went from unranked to ranked. But we'll get mm. to those a little bit later. All right. All right. What are some teams that you you looked at this AP Top Twenty Five, right? What are teams that should be ranked that weren't? In my opinion, hmm. Washington State. You go to Madison, Wisconsin. You beat Wisconsin in their type of a football game. Oregon State beat Boise State and Fresno State, two of the best teams in the West, and UNC, who just beat the team that beat Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. They're three and zero. UNC's a good team. Jake I think May's they're good. Jake May is really good. Uh, yeah. Counterpoint to your Oregon State, though, they beat two schools that aren't states. True. True. Fresno State and Boise State. So those are two automatic dubs anyway. True. Neither of those are states. Very true. Those are all. Maybe they'll be ranked soon. They're all Maybe. right there. We'll see. I could see that happening with each and every one of them if they keep it up. Yeah, yeah. they're getting it. it. was a turbulent time in the top 25. Multiple top 10 losses, even more top 25 losses. It was a very turbulent time, lots of turnover, and that is what we will be seeing the rest of the college football season. We love it. Alrighty, One more housekeeping before we get into maybe some real football. Ooh. We have proper, proper football. football. This is BYU women's soccer. Last time I said that they just had, you know, a few things to figure out on defense, and then, you know, they'll be much better. Well, they have not figured out those things. <laughs> they may have even gotten worse because they played UVU, UVU last week, um, and lost to them for the first time ever, giving up four goals, <gasps> losing four to two. This is not a good look. Very rough. Very rough. Is BYU women's soccer bad this year? I don't even think they're bad. Like, they have most of the same players. They obviously lost two, like, you know, all-American caliber players. But I think they just need some time, I would say. I think we'll see when they go into West Coast Conference play. But I'm worried because I don't know if they're going to win the West Coast this year. And Mm -hmm. I don't think without the West Coast Conference uh, win, you get into the... Instead of like tournament, so well, not anymore. No, and you got Santa so, Clara in there. That's that's a perennial powerhouse. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm leaning that they're bad, but I'm not ready to go there just yet, just because we're coming off that huge year last yeah. year. Not yet. Fair enough. Well, that's enough housekeeping. Why don't we uh, talk about something that happened on Saturday? Oh, just a little something. A something happened something, on Saturday something. that we need to discuss. Okay. All right. So everybody, sit down. Make sure that you're ready for this. Get, get a glass of water. Discussion. Ooh, some water. Get a glass of water because um, BYU beat Baylor. Let's oh, go. Yes. BYU Cougars took down the Baylor Bears in double overtime. Yeesh. After a wild, wild 
finish the game. This was quite a game. I hope all of you watched it. If not, I don't know why you're listening. <laughs> if you did not even watch that game, but just go rewatch it. Honestly, it's, oh yes. it was that good of a game. That was probably from what I'm hearing from everyone else. It seems as generally accepted as one of the greatest games in Kalani's tenure for sure. But one of the greatest games of this decade, even, or the last 20, 30 years, it, yeah. it was a, a monumental game, top 10 team coming to Provo for the first time in a very long time, and BYU actually won, and I think more than just winning the game, it was more most impressive to me how they won the game. Yeah, This was not the kind of game where you beat Boise State in 2019 with trickeration and fumbles and everything like that. It's not a game that you win like at Tennessee with some lucky last-second play, and it's not a game that you win like um, in a shootout. It's just going back and forth and there's no defense, right? BYU played big boy old-school football and went pound-to-pound, just punch-versus-punch with Apollo freaking Creed with the Baylor Bears, a team that bullied us last year, and we were ready for that fight. Yeah, Baylor embarrassed us last year. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> bear. The bear and bear. Um, and this year we were clearly the better team. We outplayed them pretty much from start to finish and into overtime. Um, well, let's get it out of the way. We won twenty six to twenty, two overtimes. Um, we maybe we should say it didn't even have to go into overtime. But we still won. <laughs> Our kicker missed two game-winning field goals. Luckily, didn't come back to bite us because the rest of our team was better than Baylor, and we beat them in other ways. So it's good that we're able to you know, say that. Like mm-hmm. Our kicker kind of laid an egg, but the rest of our team kind of covered for him. They had his back. And we won other ways, yeah. Football's a team sport. It's exactly. We found that out. Um what would do you guys think? What was the one thing that stood out to you guys besides the beautiful uniforms? Mm. What was one thing that stood out to you guys as the reason BYU won? The reason BYU won this game is because we played physical football. We didn't give up on our run game, even though our run game was kind of atrocious all game long. But the fact of the matter is, we got bullied last year. I mean, Dan and Jared have already talked about that. But la- but this year, Baylor ran the ball fifty two times. <laughs> Sheesh. Do you realize how tiring that is for a defensive lineman to have, so to, def- to have to go against a run block 52 times? That's a lot of hitting for our linebackers, for our defensive linemen, and for their offensive line too. It was crazy how much Jeff Grimes was trying to impose his will on BYU, even though he wasn't doing it very successfully. 52 rushes, 2.9 yard average. There we go. That is an incredible, wow. incredible de- uh, defensive effort by our defensive line. They are the reason that we won this football game. Not only did they, oh, oh, some craziness just happened on the television. Oh anyway, not only did they hold Baylor to 2.9 yards on 52 or 2.9 yards per attempt on 52 attempts, they sacked the quarterback four times. Woo. When's the last time that happened? <laughs> Four sacks. And Six Jorgensen. hurries and four sacks. Yeah, All in very timely moments. Yeah. Our defensive line was incredible. Yeah, another defender, Max Tooley. Oh my goodness. That guy freaking showed up, uh, played out. He is a wild man. And <laughs> I think that's the only way to put it. <laughs> our linebacker core in general is very strong, but he was the star of that game. 
Oh yes, that. Let let me be the first to apologize to Tuiaki. Now mm. I will say I was justified in calling for his head earlier, but now that we have the dudes and the depth to run his type of defense, I'm completely bought in. It works. It works. <laughs> yeah. We forced in the second in the in the first half, we forced four straight punts from Baylor. That's, that's, that's when impressive. you're. That's when everybody's healthy. Nobody's tired. Four straight punts. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Baylor has that reliable, violent offense that Jeff Grimes likes to tout. They tried to bully us around, running the ball 52 times, and our defense was up to the task. Scheme-wise, dude-wise, uh, aggressiveness and phil- phil- physicality-wise, Nice. we were up to the task, and that was really impressive to me. Yeah, so our defense probably maybe was our strength this game. Yeah. And going into the game, we were missing Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney. Mm-hmm. But our offense still did enough to get the win. How did that happen? Our boy Chase Roberts stepped up. <laughs> oh, yes, he did. Chase Roberts, a retro freshman, the dude is incredible. He actually shared his missionary moment on Twitter earlier today as well, okay. saying that before the game, he was praying, and he felt like that God was going to help spread the gospel through him that game wow. through a nice performance. I'll that revelation that. <laughs> came true. I, I love that, that revelation. That toe-drag swag had me That, As Greg Rebell said, that toe-drag toe swag. swag. Chase Roberts, over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown or two? Yeah. Uh, one receiving, one passing. Exactly, yeah, exactly. one receiving, one passing. Let's talk about that trick play for a little bit. <laughs> you are on, you're in your own red zone. You haven't been able to move the ball very well against Baylor, and you have a chance to put some points on the board. And you throw... A quarterback pass back. Mm-hmm. Now, what kind of balls does it take to call that? Uh, big, massive cojones. cojones. The same cojones that makes you go for it on your own, like, 33-yard line on fourth and one. Yeah. That that was the kind of cojones. Uh, Kalani Satake was ta- talking after the game, and he said, they're barely at the 50-yard line on that same drive, and he can hear on the headset... Fessy and A-Rod are already talking about when to call that play. Oh. They're like, we want to call this play. When are we going to call it? And Kalani's like, guys, we're at the 50. We're not even there yet. And A-Rod was already thinking 10 steps ahead, setting up plays so that that one worked. And it was perfectly called, the perfect time. Baylor bit so hard. Their defense was aligned, completely weighted to the left side of the field. They only had one guy over on the right. And then when they executed it, it was perfect. Jaron Hall had a freaking armada of Mongolian oh, horse riders in front beautiful. of him. <laughs> it was insane. It, it was, was beautiful. It was one of the most beautiful plays. Chase Roberts, beautiful pass. Jaron Hall just diving into the end zone. Oh, man. That was an awesome moment. Can I actually talk about that real quick? Because I I went back and watched that play, and I wanted to see exactly how it was executed, the X's and O's of the play. And it was absolutely beautiful. Like Whoever designed that play was an absolute genius because, you know, they throw that backwards pass to Chase Roberts, and Jaron Hall has to take a step forward to throw that pass back. So in the in the defense's mind, that's kind of a forward pass. Mm. If they see that it's a backwards pass, Chase Roberts gets the ball and immediately looks downfield where mm. Isaac Rex has slipped from the tight end position to go deep. Maybe Isaac Rex was even an option, but I don't think so. I think he was more used more, more yeah. as a decoy. Uh. So it drew the safeties <laughs> to that as they were thinking double pass, drew them all the way across the field, and then Chase Roberts turned his shoulders through an absolute like lob, like that, <laughs> yeah. through a blimp to Jaron Hall, who took it in for the touchdown. 
Yeah, some context behind that play. Chase Roberts said that before that, he had never thrown a touchdown in his life. (laughs) But during practice, the receivers had a throwing competition to see who could throw the farthest. Chase Roberts won, and now he'll go down in history as having thrown a touchdown pass (laughs) against number nine team in the country. That is absolutely amazing. (laughs) What a play. That that was quite the play. Um, And then we all know the story. Uh, The missed field goals by everyone. And yeah. I will say, because Jake did really well. He made two field goals. He made his extra points, yeah. which someone else didn't make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's um, big. But kickers just have those days sometimes. Sometimes it's just the kickers don't have it, and that's fine. That's part of the game. Jaron Hall, obviously the leadership, watching the final play with Jake, giving him the hug. Everybody had his back. That was an awesome, awesome moment that kind of like, it put the cherry on top, right? Is just yeah. like not only did we win the game, but we're classy, we're yeah. leadership, we're lifting each other up, we're loving and learning. It was it was an awesome moment. That's just a feel good moment for a very exciting win. Yeah, like you said, it kind of put the cherry on top, wrapped it all up in a nice bow. And uh, one more thing about this game, at least, the crowd. Oh. Sold out crowd. It took long enough, but <laughs> eventually, yeah, eventually did long. sell out, and. I mean, there are a few quotes that the Baylor coaches and players had, but this stadium was loud. <laughs> it was freaking loud. I was in the studio working on the broadcast, so I wasn't able to be there. Justin, you were there, right? No. Partially. Oh, true. I was not there. At the beginning, maybe? At the beginning. Uh, unfortunately, I had to leave an hour before because my wife was kind of oh, hit by a car. Even... Yes. But my brothers were there. Terrible. <laughs> my brothers were there. And they said it was incredible. It's the best college atmosphere, the best college atmosphere they have ever been in. My brother, who has worked in sports for a very long time, worked for the Los Angeles Kings, the Chargers, the the LA Galaxy, has been to a ton of sporting events. Said that was the loudest stadium he has ever heard in his entire life. And he also one quick little note jab at the Pac-12, if that's <laughs> okay. allowed. I, I I would permit it. Jab Just this Pac- once. Okay. Just okay. This once. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe this. You know, I'm not, not going to name any names, but he contacted somebody in the UCLA athletic department oh. who said that they would do anything in the world to have 10 percent of the fans <laughs> that Lavelle Edwards Stadium had on Saturday. Uh, good old UCLA. Oh, I but bet. it was absolutely incredible. They made so much noise in a critical fourth and goal in overtime, or the last series in overtime, yeah. I should say. Going into the Rock, Baylor had two different false starts. Due to the crowd noise. That is yeah. insane. Those were huge, too. Now, I, uh, I'm i going to say something. First thing, something gets overlooked from the crowd in the first overtime as I'm rewatching the game where Baylor's kicking the field goal. The entire North stands is synced up, waving their hands left and right. It looked oh. like the freaking rocket of basketball game. That's it awesome. was Insane. So shout out to the North stands. Not yeah. even just a bunch of random. Not even the rock. Just a bunch of random dudes. <laughs> Some boomers. <laughs> in there. They were completely like united in that. That was awesome. Now, Baylor had a fourth and goal from the three before those two false starts. I, the way the game was going, I don't think you win the game if it's fourth and goal from the three. The fact that it's fourth yeah. and goal from the eleven, that's what won us the game because it took the run out of the out of the playbook. And yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't. I wouldn't credit this game completely to the fans, but we do not win this game in double overtime like that if we do not have the rock right there. So 
they had fourth and goal from the three, and we had you know scored a touchdown but missed the extra point. Yes. So if they scored the touchdown, if they had scored, gotten three yards, they'd just have to make a field goal and they would win the game. Well, it was overtime. It was over. They, they would have so had, had to go score for two. and go and go for oh, two. They, with the, oh, I forgot with the new that you have to go for two. Yeah. Never mind. But, but still, I, but still, yeah. The I mean, way the game was going, I, like, they were not going gonna, to get that two point conversion. Yeah. The way the game was going. Right. You're not going to stop them twice from the three yard line. Yeah. No. The fact that they, I, shout out to the freaking rock. That was absolutely amazing. Cougar Nation showed up. Uh, any parting thoughts about this game? Because. Obviously, it was the greatest. It gives us a lot of momentum moving into the Oregon game this week, which we'll talk about later. Um, but lastly, what other things do you guys have to say? I got two nuggets. Ooh, right, I love nuggets. nuggets. With this game, Kalani Satake now has a winning record against Power 5 opponents. Ooh, that's Before awesome. Before this game, he was 13-13. and With the win versus Baylor, he is now 14-13, going 9-2 and in his last 11 yeah. versus Power 5 the, opponents. The last couple seasons, he's been on a tear. Now, that's the important part of that stat, right? Is that in the last couple of seasons, he's been absolutely killing it. it just the first couple of seasons of the adjustment period. Yeah. And now... He had some rough goes at it. Yeah. 2017, we don't talk about. He's built it up now. He is on the rise for sure. One last little nugget. BYU is now the national champion of college football. What? True. Now, let, let, um, let me explain. In most sports, especially like in boxing and sports like that, yeah, the champion like is determined by whoever beats the previous champion. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. The okay. next person to beat the champion is then crowned the champion. The new champion. Okay. Tracing it all the way back to the very first football game played in the eighteen in eighteen sixty nine, when <laughs> Rutgers beat the College of New Jersey, oh, what? Tracing it all the way back to then, lineally, BYU has beaten Baylor, who was the previous champion, going through that whole line, that whole line of succession. So at this moment, BYU is the lineal champion of college football and will be until beaten by its next opponent. So we essentially hold the title belt. Yes, is what you're yeah. saying. We hold the title belt of college football. That is amazing. That is a beautiful accomplishment. There's for us. a beautiful website where you can check it out. It's like it's in, it's insane. It's traced all the way back to 1869. So yeah, yeah, I I completely recommend that. Oh yes. Going on to um I think it's uh, lineal.com. Highly recommend. It's basically family history for college football. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's like a genealogy. Uh, I saw that BYU is the first team outside the Power Five to hold the belt since BYU in 1997. Oh, you love to hear that. (laughs) Excuse me. The website is hatchrankings.com. Check it out. Hatch rankings, everyone. Dan, any any last thoughts about the BYU game? Um, I guess just one thing. I'm going to be cheering on Baylor every game after this because I want this win to be as strong as possible. They're obviously not the number nine team in the country anymore. Right. But I want them to win out to make this win as strong on our resume as it can be. So I'm now a Baylor Bears fan. Absolutely. Until the end of this season. Wait, before we move on, just one, one last question. What do you guys think of Blake Schaefer? Uh, I thought he had lots of coverage sacks. He had nowhere to throw the ball. Uh, I don't know if it was holding on to the ball too much. I, I really wanted to watch the All-22. Um, but he just looked absolutely flustered, pressured. No one was open. That was my takeaway. What about yeah, you, Dan? I think I think our defense did a great job. I mean, nothing really stuck out to me. He, he probably, I mean, he probably can be good given the opportunity, but I feel like we just did a good job kind of shutting him down and 
no, not, not letting him cook, as they say. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we did a great job of that as well. Blake Shapin didn't look like the type of player to create plays, in my opinion. He just looked like somebody who can successfully run an offense and wasn't able to do that yesterday. System so. QB, yeah. maybe? System QB. Maybe. I have uh, two last thoughts. All right. First off, I'm with you, Dan. I am forever a Bailey Bears fan, uh, except for when they're playing us. Yep. Which leads me to my second thing. All right. This newfound rivalry between BYU mm. and Baylor. Yes. Two hotly contested games. I guess the first one wasn't that hotly contested. But <laughs> for BYU fans, this is super intense, right? We're super glad that we were able to avenge that loss. I've heard a couple uh, possible names for this new rivalry, and I want to get your guys' opinion. All right, all right. Number one, the altarcation. As in the altar, because they're a... Uh, Altercation. <laughs> the altercation. They're uh, religious the folks. Square, yep. you know? uh, and the other one, the Bible bash. The Bible, the Bible bash. bash. I'm kind of partial to the Bible bash. Yeah, the that's Bible super. bash. Like, uh, I kind of like the altercation, but I could see why the Bible bash might win that debate. Yeah, I mean, I didn't do much Bible bashing on my missionary in Japan. Why not? Did um, you do any Buddhism Less bashing? than 1% Christian there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I guess around Baylor territory, if you served there, I'm sure you'd get a lot more of that. <laughs> Maybe it's very pertinent. Uh, I'm worried that the Preach My Gospel committee might come in and cancel the Bible bash name, so uh, yeah, yeah. let's just go with the altercation. <laughs> I'm sure that happens. The altercation, it will be then. So yeah, shout out to BYU, winning 26-20. Huge win. Great win. Huge win. We Save now it. look forward to Oregon playing in Autzen Stadium next week. That's going to be a tough one. We'll yeah. cover that on Friday. Look for our preview. Alright, uh, shall we move into college football as a whole? Let's shall. Let's shall. Cue the music, boys. Everybody, get out your celestial cartography maps. Because the stars are aligning. <laughs> on the one year anniversary of Clay Helton's firing at USC, Clay Helton got Scott Frost fired from Nebraska, it's Corn State. <laughs> the Cornhuskers defense looked more like a D. Love as defined in the movie Frozen. Huh? Why is that? Boom. Because love is an open door. <laughs> Just like Nebraska's pitiful defense giving up 45 points, the Eagles take home the W, 45 to 42. Yikes. Folks, this next one was a barn burner as the University of Texas, San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> Runners faced up against the Black Knights, not of the Round Table, but our own army. Oh, the troops! Our nation's ground forces flipped the script, relying primarily on their passing game. But they could not keep up with Beef Frank Harris, who passed the Road Runners to a high scoring 41 to 38 victory. Meanwhile, over in Armpittsburg, Michael Keaton Slovis got slammed into Morbius Universe leaving Nick Patty Cake to try to finish off the unpaid employees of your own You're the Only Ten I See. Josh Heitmanel and Pat Bignard's doozy stood helpless from the sidelines as both teams lived up to their extremely underwhelming and overrated potential, turning the ball over as often as they got in the end zone. In the end, it was Hendon Stripper who came oh out my. victorious in overtime, giving Ten Nessies the win. 34 to 27. What a game boom. <laughs> We head down to Palo Alto, California, where the fighting nightmare-induced trees oh were fighting a university sponsored by a band of contraceptives, the Trojans. 
We want Caleb Williams got into a duel with a Mormon missler. Ooh, but Tanner McKee got soaked. Not in the Barstool Sports way, though. In a losing effort. Jordan, I am less loyal to my team than your ex-girlfriend was to you, Addison, caught two touchdowns, leading the fight on to a 41-28 victory. Tanner McKee scored two garbage-time touchdowns late, but was unable to complete the bad beat, allowing USC to cover the spread. Aww. Anthony Richardson was a poor boy in this one, as the Gators only passed for 143 yards. Woof. On the other end, Kent Nucky was unlucky running the ball, oh, good not one. even reaching triple digits. Yeeper. However, what team? Wildcats got the edge in this battle of ranked teams for now, winning 26 to 16 for now. <laughs> to Buttock, Texas. Buttock. Where the Red Vindicators took their iron axes to a pack of angry COO ocelots. Wow. The factions traded blows like a skeleton that accidentally hit a zombie with an arrow, while America watched on like an invisible wandering trader with his two llamas. With penalties exploding out of Houston like a wounded slime, Dejas Dej leaned on Devon Donovan Blacksmith's iron pickaxes to survive the mines and make it out with their diamonds in a 33 to 30 OT win. Wow. Didn't know you were such a Minecraft fan, boom. Mm hmm. 231. What was that, boom? 231. That was my bowling score last Friday. Oh, Brilliant. Bowling went well for me, but unfortunately, it did not go well for the green. Eastern Kentucky rode its bus through the void in the middle of the United States named Ohio, hoping to cash in on an FBS loss. Instead, the Falcons imploded and took themselves an FCS loss oh. at the hand of some angry colonels. Eastern Kentucky fried the Falcons up like it was Kentucky Fried Chicken. Bowling Green is having to change its name to Field Hockey Yellow after a 59-57 Eastern Kentucky victory. Yikes. This next one was the opposite of a barn burner. More like a barn builder. Oh. As the Cyclones faced up against the Hawkeyes in the great state of Iowa. The what? In a move that surprised absolutely no one, the Big Ten Iowa suffered from extreme offensive struggles, leaving the door open for Jarrell the Trail Brock to carry the Big 12 Iowa, which is a state, mm -hmm. to an unimpressive 10-7 to 7 win. <laughs> Everybody stop the train. It is official. <laughs> By decree of the Ogden City Council, Utah State is now currently found in Ogden. It is no longer a joke, it is actually a real thing. Logan Boner could have used some Viagra as he threw <laughs> three interceptions on his way to getting benched for Cupper Legolas, who's a gosh dang fraud. Anywho, Murphy's Law decimated the agriculturals as they lost to the newest state of the union, Weber. Welcome oh, in, boys. Oh, nice. Hashtag time for the FBS. Huh? Purple cats meow over the cows, 35 to seven. Red alert, red alert. Kansas has won a football game. What? Wait, 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 let me check my notes. Kansas has won two football games? Janky Throw Daniels showed his true colors as he threw away the game, literally as he tossed a pick six in overtime. Kansas finally has figured out what football is as it scored. Let me check my notes again. 55 points! What? West Virginia has proven to be more messed up than my stomach after consuming a cougar tail and chocolate milk. Yes. Wait one more second. Kansas is currently in first place in the Big 12? Stop, Stop the count! Kansas wins 55-42. Our old friend Yosef. 
was wandering the Appalachians with Joseph Smith, fellow mountaineers one day, when some Aggies, agricultural farmers that is, came to town trying to start a ruckus. They would not stand for none of it, however, no matter what Jimbo the Fisher says in a press conference, they disarmed their offense like a backwoods cryptid, leaving them to less than 200 total yards and sent the SEC suckers back home to their farmlands with a 17 to 14 victory. We head to Madison with two N's in the Y, but not where you think it is, where she is all over Wongers, and we are here for it. What just happened? Huh? Wait, wait, wrong, wrong thing. Where was I? Oh yeah, Madison. That's right. Uh, Cameron Fifth Ward came in and excommuted the entire Bucky branch, jumping around on the Big Ten West's early grave after a game uglier than the entire cast of the Lord of the Rings Rings of Power combined. Except for the Black Elf, he's It's a good week to be a C-O-U-Gar, as Wazoo shoves it up Wisconsin's Wazoo, 17 to 14. Sounds uncomfortable, boom. Ouch. It's time for everybody's favorite time of the week. Pack 12 after dark, baby. Oh, yeah. The beavers did not give a damn. Ooh. A wood damn, of course. Ooh, Sorry, of yeah. course. Non-explicit podcast about the Bulldogs bark. As Oregon State traveled to Fresno, not a state city, to play some foosball, Jay Kaner and his band of scallywags got off to a hot start, jumping out to a ferocious lead. Oregon State appears to be studying Larry from VeggieTales, however. As they were cool as a cucumber, Ooh. the Beavers rallied past the Bulldogs, taking home a late 35 to 32 victory. Well, we are Marshall, based <laughs> off Rudy's Notre Dame, and in this battle of Hollywood classics, the Thundering Herd proved superior, thundering to over 200 rushing yards Ooh. and grabbing three interceptions. Notre Dame's coach got off to the first 0-3 start in Notre Dame history, as Marshall won this one. 26 to 21. Good job, Marcus Freeman. <clears throat> Church true. And finally, in perhaps the greatest game of the day, Texas turned whiplash, made some people think they're God, bleed on national television. <laughs> the pastel pink tide appeared washed out as the fighting Bevos made Bryce Young as uncomfortable as a Ute fan in Sacrament meeting. Oh, that's very uncomfortable. She's not drunk anymore, Sarkeesian had everything going for him until a double dose of college kicker and an injured yeah. star quarterback caught him straight in the buttocks. Yes. In the end, most beef is tough and most putts don't drop, and Alabama always finds a way to get away with multiple egregious missed penalties and win a game they should have lost by three scores if Quinn Ewers is healthy. Kingpin saving 20, rest of humanity 19. Whew. Anyone need a glass of water? That was a good one. That was a tough one. That was something. Can I uh, point out something that, you know, Boom, Dan, Dan Boom said in his, oh, uh, yes. in his thing? <laughs> yeah. Army currently ranks number one in the nation in team passing efficiency. <laughs> Excuse me? You said Army? A Army? service academy? What? And by a lot. Their team passing efficiency is 252.55. The next closest is USC, 40 full points under them at 212.57. My Atlanta. Rebrand? Did they rebrand? A rebrand for the National Guard. Army sure. is currently 17 of 26 for 446 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. Damn, Gina! That is quite efficient, if you ask me. So, fun little fact. Yeah, that's a that's a good nugget. Good for that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Nugs today. Let's uh, review our picks. Justin was the winner this week. 
Going seven and three. Clap it up. Yep, yep. Well deserved. Well deserved. Uh, Dan, six and four. I went a measly five of five. I uh, went through my picks and I was like, what was I thinking there? What was. I picked Iowa, for heaven's sake. You picked Iowa. That, you was, picked Iowa. <laughs> that was probably the worst pick of the week. Uh, anyway, the fans went five and three with two ties. Don't know how we're going to count that. Anyway, overall. Dan still leads 21 to 6. He's still got a pretty big lead. Flash in the pan. He does have a sizable lead. And then Justin jumped me by one game, 17 and 10, and I'm 16 and 11. Uh, should we just get into this week of college football? It Let's was probably it. one of the most chaotic yeah. weeks of college football I have ever experienced. Uh, let's just start it off with the first game of the day, Alabama-Texas. We're going to do something called Bullet Fire Breakdowns. Bullet I'm going to ask you guys breakdowns. about the game. We have about two minutes to cover the entire game, get all of our thoughts out. All right, all right. And when the timer goes off, we move on no matter what. So, are you guys ready? I'm ready, ready. ready. All right, let us begin in three, two, one. Alabama, Texas, go. Uh, Texas does not deserve to be ranked after this game. They took an L. You should not be rewarded for taking an L. All it took for Alabama to win was hurting Texas's starting QB. Nick Saban's a problem. Yeah, I think if Quinn Ewers did not get hurt, Texas looked like they were going to win that game. And if they won that game, they would guarantee they'd be ranked. Because <laughs> they are ranked and they lost. Yes. Um, but, yeah. Texas honestly look a lot better. They just need a quarterback, which they just lost. So, not there yet. But, you know, I'd say that's progress for Texas. Yeah. I will say I, I was more emotionally invested in this game than I have been in another game since the Ohio State-Michigan game last year. This was the most invigorating game that I have ever watched in a long time. Uh, I think if Quinn Ewers stays healthy, Texas wins the game by three scores. I, I three think scores? Not even a question. Three scores. Excuse Quinn me. Quinn Ewers was absolutely torching the Alabama defense. The Alabama offensive line was struggling mightily in that game. Uh, I think... He, Texas had all the momentum in that game, and I think they win it if Quinn Ewers had stayed healthy. Can you imagine if they did win? Oh, my gosh. Texas Nick would Saban? be absolutely unsufferable. <laughs> they would be very unsufferable. I will say, I think Texas's defense is absolutely for real. What they did to Alabama was embarrassing. Yeah, they did look good. I'll take Alabama Dynasty over Texas being back any day. Yeah. Oh, that is the alarm. That is the alarm. Next one. App State over number six, Texas A&M University. How you feeling about it? Um, very satisfying. I feel like <laughs> um, Texas A&M and another team we'll talk about is one of the most overrated teams year in and year out. I don't know why they're number six because they're not ranked this week. Nope. They're they're twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Oh, no, yeah, they actually 24th. are twenty fourth. They did fall to twenty fourth. In my mind, they're not ranked. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> they should not be ranked. Um, but yeah, App State exposed them, and it was beautiful. All right. I, I, not much to add to that. I mean, App State, the number of four and five stars for Texas A&M, oh, 54. Yeah. Number yeah. of four and five stars for App State, one. One. Also, Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher, wildly overrated. Wildly. Yeah. They fired Kevin Sumlin to bring in Jimbo Fisher. And through their first 50 games, Kevin Sumlin has a better record than Jimbo Fisher. Interesting. Jimbo Fisher is the worst offensive coach in the nation. His offense has... <laughs> perennially sucked. 
Shout out to App State, who got paid $1.5 million to travel to College Station and beat number six, Texas A&M University. Love to see it. What timing, Justin. Beautiful. All right. Thank you. Next game, uh, Washington State over Wisconsin. What in the actual heck just happened? It's a head scratcher, this one. This is a head scratcher. I think... To me, this is just a testament that BYU broke Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. BYU broke Wisconsin when we traveled to Madison, won, and did the jump around while the entire fan base <laughs> just watched us in utter disbelief. So, yes. yeah, uh, Wisconsin's broken. Washington State, is the Pac-12 decent this year? Is Washington State good or Wisconsin bad? What does this game tell us? I have no idea. Nothing? Washington <laughs> State heard the noise that them and Oregon State didn't belong in a oh, Power 5 conference. Oh, true. They heard the noise and they got something to prove it. So does Oregon State. I'm taking it. it right now. I love Whatever it. the odds are, somebody give them to me. Washington State versus Oregon State for the Pac-12 championship this year. <laughs> they can both play each other because no divisions. No they divisions. They totally to could. <laughs> I honestly don't know how this happened because it wasn't like Wisconsin played horribly. They just played a classic Wisconsin game, and Washington State just played a better Wisconsin game than they did. There yeah. you go. <laughs> honestly, it's, it's sort of disgusting. That's all it takes. Uh, yeah, the Big Ten West sucks. The Big Test one does suck. <laughs> uh, if I had more time, you'll never know. You you don't. Don't. Moving on. <laughs> Instead, we're going to talk about uh, the thundering herd Ooh. thundering all over some uh, short little leprechauns. Fighting Irish. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Notre Dame lost, in case you didn't hear from our lovely recap. Um, the Sun Belt had themselves quite a day. Oh, yes. Over the weekend. Marshall got the upset. Who else? App State App got State. the upset. And then Georgia Southern beat Nebraska. Yes, Effectively right. fired Scott Frost. See us, Scott Frost. Georgia State came very close as well to winning their game. Against UNC, yeah, uh-huh. that's true. Yeah. Came very close. Big day for the Sun Belt. Notre Dame... The other chronically overrated team we were alluding to. Um, yeah. Marshall's, I feel like they're not even that good. Yeah. Notre, Notre Dame just is, is bad. That was a, This is another one of those stinkers where it just... Notre Dame just sucks. Yeah. Which makes me worried as an Ohio State fan. That's true. <laughs> I guess so, huh? Yeah, Notre Dame is just awful. Their quarterback threw three picks, ended up getting hurt. He is now out for the season, and Pine will be playing for the remainder of the season and against us, BYU. That kind of sucks for BYU, I'm just going to say. Hey, 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 yeah. no more talking. No oh, more talking. Uh, my bad. My, my bad. timer <laughs> sounded, Jared. <laughs> All right. Uh, Weber State over Utah State. Um, I, I really don't know what to say here. I'm just kind of lumping this one in with all the opponents BYU has played. We'll get to Arkansas and Stanford a little bit later. But other than that, Utah State, Wyoming, um, Notre Dame. I, like, BYU's strength of schedule is like, it's not as hard as we thought it was. Yeah. I think... The teams that are supposed to be good are fewer, but the teams that are good are getting better. Well, guess what? That doesn't matter. Because that doesn't matter to the college football playoff committee. All that matters to the committee is brand recognition. <laughs> so the fact that we have these names on our schedule still still good for our chance. That's true. true. Utah State, disappointing year already. Oh, yes. Almost lost to UConn. Then they actually did lose to Weber State. Weren't they receiving votes at the beginning of the year? Yes. They were. They were in the top 44. Yeah. <laughs> now they're not even close to that after this loss. I will say the Utah State coach was mad because everybody's booing him. It could be worse, bro. You could be UCLA and there's nobody there to boo you. <laughs> exactly. Utah is in a state. <laughs> yeah, Weber is now the state that we live in. Uh, Kentucky, Florida. This game I was disgusted by because both of these teams are terrible and yet somehow ranked. Yeah, Florida, 
they were not ranked last week. Am I correct? They yes. were. They were. But they before, they before were not. Utah? They were not ranked before, before Utah, Utah. No. Oh yeah, they two beat weeks Utah ago. and then they were. Yeah, before Utah, they were not ranked. They beat Utah and they go to number twelve. Ridiculous. And then they lose the next game to Kentucky. <laughs> they should not have been ranked in the first place. Kentucky, they probably, hopefully won't be ranked by the end of the season either. I don't know what their schedule is, but yeah, I feel like these are teams that are just not very great. Yeah. Uh, I like that Anthony Richardson was getting Heisman hype when he played Utah, and then comes out against Kentucky and sucks. Yeah. Screw this game. Can we talk about the blatant SEC bias? Oh, yes. Florida beats number seven, jumps up to number 12. App State beats number six and not even ranked at oh. the end of that week. Blatant SEC bias. College football is broken. That is some bias. Yeah, the AP poll is stupid. Uh, not next. Uh, USC over Stanford. Uh, now, USC only won by 13. Stanford scored in garbage time. What does this mean for USC? Are they actually all they're cracked up to be? They're great. I think they're I think they're pretty solid. Okay. They're great. That's all I have to say. You want to know why? Good teams win. Great teams cover. And Ooh, they cover. There you go. That makes them great. They did cover. BYU also covered. They're great. True. Although, hey. that spread was kind of messed up, I feel like. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> USC that spread Stanford. was very low. <laughs> that was way Nine too and close. <laughs> that is, this should not count as a cover. Disgusting. That, that was kind of disgusting. Uh, <laughs> watching that game, Stanford... As an opponent for BYU, I am not worried about one bit. Nope. Their defense nope. is softer than cheese in the microwave for 35 minutes. It I, was horrible. Counterpoint. That cheese would actually end up burning and become like a rock heart. Oh, okay. okay good yeah. point. Good point. You got me there. Uh, what's something else soft? Charmin. Bunnies. Oh. Bun- yeah. Charmin bunny. <laughs> Charmin bunny. <laughs> Last up on the Stanford docket, we got soft. the number 16 Arkansas Razorbacks beating the fighting Spencer Rattlers. Spencer Rattlers. <laughs> yeah. Arkansas is looking pretty good. I am by far the most scared of Arkansas. I think they might beat Alabama. I want to go that far, but I do think that they are the third best team in the SEC. Uh, oh, yes. And I 100% probably agree there. the best team on our schedule, maybe? Uh, I, would, I would say Baylor. What about Baylor? I think Baylor's a really, really good team. I, would, I don't know how good Arkansas can be yet, but after seeing Baylor, I'm convinced they're top tier. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think Arkansas Ar- will be it's probably in that our hardest tier. game left. Yes, definitely. I don't think we'll know who Arkansas really is until they get into SEC West play and actually play real SEC schools and not a SEC school quarterbacked <laughs> by Spencer Rattler. <laughs> That's very fair. Uh, Arkansas does before coming to Provo. They play Texas A&M, Alabama, and Mississippi State. Uh, Texas A&M, they're going to play neutral. Alabama, they get at home. All right. All right. Uh, that about wraps it up. There you have it. Do you guys have any last thoughts on college football as a whole? Uh, I know for me personally, it was beautiful. It was almost tear-inducing how beautiful the weekend of college football was. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes me very excited for BYU, kind of bring this all around. I think BYU is going to be very good this year, and I'm very excited to see where we play out. Um, and my other parting thought is I think the parody in college football is way less than the media makes it out to be. I think everybody puts Nick Saban and Alabama and Kirby Smart in Georgia and not Ohio State since week one, but before that, they're putting these three teams on a completely another level. I don't think the gap is that wide. I think we're seeing the gap become smaller and smaller. 
I just wish the 12-team playoff was here right now because yeah. it would actually be a very fun competition this be year a great year for that. with the amount of parity there is. Yeah, it was, a, it was an amazing weekend. It's still good to be back, you know, wake up on a Saturday, <laughs> have some football games on first thing. Absolutely. You know, do some homework while it's going. It's just it's a great time to be alive. <laughs> I got two final nuggets. Let's go. First of all, Fox announced that Bama, Texas was the most watched college football or NFL regular season game. Ever. <laughs> what? College, college football is king. College football is king. Wow. Last little nugget from the hands of Johnny Linehan, the 4th and 19 master. Love that, Our man. Favorite. Baylor's offensive line had only seven false start penalties called against them in their last 15 games. Woo. Last night in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, they had five. <laughs> the wow. team feeds off the energy of the BYU Rock. The Lavelle Edwards Stadium home field advantage is unlike any other we saw it against Arizona State last year as well. What an incredible, incredible performance by both the team and its fans. Yep. Thank you, everyone, for selling out, literally going to the game, selling it out. Uh, it is one of the premier atmospheres in college football, and nobody really knows about it until they watch a game. Like the Baylor podcast guy, the Locked On uh, Network guy for Baylor said, it's a certifiable death sentence going to Provo to play BYU. You'd mm-hmm. love to hear that. I, <laughs> I think that about sums it up. It sure does. <laughs> All right. Is that it, everybody? I think so. I think I'm so. very excited for another week of college football. Let's get ready. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very excited that we got to share this victory lap with you. Woo-hoo. Make sure you're joining in on Friday for the BYU at Oregon preview. Make sure you're following us and on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod and checking out our website, RoyalStrongAndTrue.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it, download, and leave a five-star review. We'll see you next time. We love you guys. Thank you. Goodbye now. Ra 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 ra